Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. Just wanted to take a minute and enjoy some black keys. You know what I mean? Hi, how are you? It is Tutel and Nuana's hour number two coming straight at you. Appreciate you letting us be with you as we are now officially, boys and girls, on the other side of five. Welcome to the weekend. Glad to be with you here on ESPN Radio and SWX Montana Television. If you missed anything in hour number one, off to the podcast you go. You can get the Two Tell and Nuanas podcast anywhere you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, listen anytime you would like to. The podcast is available thanks to our friends at Blackfoot Communications. You want to call? You are welcome to do so. We're happy to always have you in here. Your comments, your feedback, etc. 361-3688, the phone number. 361-3688. You can text that line as well. You want to send us some text messages, feel free to do so. All guests join us via the Rangage Brothers RV phone line. And if you'd like to listen live, uh, you can go to the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com most specifically, and click on the Listen Live tab there. You jump in the stream. The stream is available thanks to Opportunity Bank of Montana. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. Goldthurt, it's time for our Garden City Spotlight. We've been highlighting the uh, three coaches at the AA level in the city of Missoula all season long, but only one team is left. And so Dane Oliver is the subject for this week's Garden City Spotlight, which is brought to us by Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. And Coulter, uh, the Spartans, 
finally get their crack at the postseason. They had a bye last week, obviously one of two undefeated teams in the state. And even of those two, I think every, not everybody, but most people across the state give uh, the edge, if not then some to Sentinel, uh, even over Billings West. But tonight, Great Falls High comes to town. Great Falls had a nice win last night or last weekend, a shutout victory, uh, but obviously a much sterner test for the Bison tonight at uh, Missoula County Stadium. It's uh, it's too bad people can't go watch this. Besides this, the allotted number of postseason uh, observers, because Sentinels special man, they're really fun to watch. They have an array of talent, but I think probably the most special part about them is that they do have all this talent, but they operate as such a team. They're they're all all so unselfish. I mean, a guy like T.J. Roush, for example, who's a wide receiver, is going the Montana Grizzlies. He hasn't even caught thirty passes yet this year. He, he's catching like two three balls a game. Any other year, any other team, any other time, kids catching 65, 70 balls. He'd be their go-to guy, but they spread it around. But they also don't even really need to throw it that much right. because they just score so fast, so often. I mean, the, their plays per game are absurd. They run like 35 or 40 plays per game because mm-hmm. they score like six touchdowns. Like one every five plays is a touchdown because they have such great athletes. But like Jace Kluswich, kid scored 35 touchdowns in his varsity career at Frenchtown. I think he scored four this year. I think he's caught like 17 or 18 balls you don't hear any complaining you don't hear any of that it's just team 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 unit 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 where are you at uh, within the scope of your unit and how do you contribute how do you do your job and that's going to serve all these guys so well in college one of the biggest adjustments i think kids have going from high school to college football is you're used to being the dude and then you have to become a cog in a team, unless you're a spectacular player, most guys have to wait their turn. You have to be a role player. You have to play special teams. You're not the best guy on the team. Well, these guys already had to sacrifice and become unselfish, but so far they've reaped the dividends. So uh, more than almost any team in Missoula in the last 20 years. So um, it's been since 1994 that a Missoula team has played in the state championship. The path is laid out for Sentinel. So we'll see if they can do it. Now now it just comes down to handling the pressure. They just got to take care of business here at home these next couple of weeks. And if they can, they'll be playing for that state championship. Well, here's our conversation with Dan Oliver. This, uh, he, he joined us actually yesterday. Obviously, they're getting ready for the game right now. So uh, uh, couldn't join us uh, here live tonight. But uh, here's our conversation with the head coach of the Sentinel Spartans, Dane Oliver. We go now to the Rankage Brothers RV phone line, and we welcome in the head coach of the Sentinel Spartan football team, the undefeated Sentinel Spartans. They are the last Missoula team remaining in uh, football postseason at any level, and uh, obviously at the double-A level as well. They had a bye last week and opened up their postseason at home Friday night against Great Falls. Uh, Dane, thanks so much for being here. We appreciate it. You had the week off last week with a bye. Did you watch the Great Falls game, and and what do you see out of Great Falls in general as you've kind of tried to scout them a little bit throughout the course of this year leading up to this playoff game? Well, yeah, we kind of you kind of project a little bit, but also, you know, you just want to focus on on getting kids healthy and improving and maybe going back to fundamentals a little bit so we were able to to do that have a little fun and got together and got to watch the game friday night against great falls high and you know i see a a coach sampson team uh really impressed by their front you know they got a uh a kid who's a two-time state champion as a sophomore and junior at the heavyweight wrestling in montana so he's got a chance to be a three-time state champion so Obviously, he's a great athlete, a great competitor, and wrestlers are always uh, play with a great motor. So they do some things up front that can create some problems. 
and they got a young quarterback, about six four. I think he's going to be a heck of a player. Um, he's getting better each each week, and and then number one, Torgerson, uh, all state receiver returner. Uh, you got to know where he's at. So it's a formidable foe Friday night, keeping me up a little bit. Coach Sampson has had so many different iterations in his career, whether it was at Helena Capital when they were dominating or then when he rebuilt that thing at Montana State Northern and had them pretty darn competitive in the frontier. But now that he's back at Great Falls High, do you see any parallels to the way Mark Sampson's teams used to look, or is it a new evolution? What does Great Falls High look like compared to maybe some of Mark Sampson's older teams? Well, you're aging me a little bit, Coulter. So, uh, you know, I, I, I just I think I was maybe in – just in college or out of college when he was making his run at capital. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I, I don't know what those look like. I just know that he was successful. And then obviously having Kalen Anderson who was on the staff last year, spoke very highly of coach Sampson. So I've got him to know, know him over the years. And obviously his son, Kyle, um, I just have respect for anybody who's coached high school football for 30 years. I mean, that, that shows staying power. It shows an ability to, to motivate kids and adapt and change with the game. So you just have a lot of respect for, for anybody who, who stays in this business that long. So I know they're going to be prepared and ready to go, and uh, it would be a great challenge. I only remember Coach Sampson when he was in high school, when he was coaching Capital, because they were the ones beating our butts every single year in the playoffs. <laughs> but uh, it's so interesting, though, because you know he comes from the Petrino coaching tree as being married into the Petrino family, and, and Putter Petrino is so good at running the option. But I remember when Mark first started running the option out of the gun, basically, brought the zone read to Montana, and it had everybody's head spinning. But now it seems like they run a lot more of a quarterback-oriented system. I know the Blake Thielen kid, is at Montana State now, and I'm, you mentioned this kid now that they got too. It seems like he can throw a little bit as well. Uh, so, just what's the basic scout on Great Falls size offense, and how do you think that matches up with your defense? Yeah, just very multiple. He obviously adapts to the quarterback uh, he has, and you know he reminds me a little bit of a Blake Thielen. He's about six four, and so and he can run and move. But it just it's nice to see kids develop and improve throughout the season, and then how how coaches tweak and change. Uh, an offense to, to allow him to maximize his talents. And, and so that's what I see. It's just, it looks like a guy's been coaching for a long time and he's got plays that he knows work. So it's just kind of a menu. And then he moves on the, you know, he pulls out certain plays from that menu based on what he's seeing. So his schemes are tried and true and he knows they're going to work and they have a, they're very multiple. A lot of times they're getting five receivers out in a route, releasing the back. So that, that young kid's got a check down. So, and then they'll get under center and run heavy personnel, 22 personnel. So uh, it's been a challenge to prepare for them in their offense because they are so multiple. Dan Oliver joining us, head coach of the Sentinel Spartans. Sentinel uh, opening their postseason against Great Falls in what is the second round, the quarterfinals of the playoffs, a bye last week for Sentinel as the top team in the state. And, Coach, uh, anybody that's been on a team that has gone into a postseason of any sort into a, a, a true playoff understands just the different feel that it has even just in practice you know when the regular season comes to a close and then you kind of get together and I know you had the bye week in there but can you describe for people kind of what it's like to to be done with the regular season know that half of double a ain't playing football anymore and you're one of the teams you know that's there and gets to keep doing it and kind of the vibe that it is to keep going forward with a team uh, that is uh, that is a playoff team yeah it, it's uh playoff football is has a different feel to it and it, it's 
it's what you work for. It's what you look forward to. And there's, I mean, there's no guarantee that I'll get the chance to talk with you guys next week, and that'll break my heart. But uh, ours too. But it's, it's, I know, yeah, and you know, we look forward to this every week. But no, I mean, it's just it's kind of that you got to get it done, or you don't move on. So um, that with that comes a certain edge that coaches coach with, and then players uh, need to play with, and that creates an intensity that is very tangible, and uh, there's a finality to it that for the seniors, like this is coming to an end. Um, so you get an increased focus and an increased energy on the importance of every rep. And that's what makes it special. That's why you love competition. And, uh, it, it also comes with increased pressure. And so navigating that pressure and handling it and understanding that's part of this experience, uh, is something that we've talked a lot about this week. You do have a handful of guys on your team that have a little bit of playoff experience, and they know what it feels like to come up just short. You know, losing the semifinals like you guys did last year, losing in the playoffs a couple years back. So, what do you think they can harness that, or is that a good thing that they already know what it feels like, so they do understand the urgency and the fact that this is a one and done scenario? Yeah, we got a very senior laden group that is they understand football and I can, I can, I can't speak for 17 year old boys, but I just know from, um, you know, four years ago when we, we got to the semis, you know, how, how it felt for me. And then, you know, where I am now, and it's just, you expect to be in this position, um, where we were kind of surprised to be in that position four years ago, to be honest. So, um, it's a much more, you, you've, you've been through the grind a little bit and, and you know, it's going to be a long season. So you're mentally prepared for it. Um, so as a, you know, a almost 40 year old man, um, I can kind of reflect on that. And I, this group is very wise and I think they, they're experiencing the same sort of feelings and emotion that, Hey, we've been here. We expect to be here. Um, and that we just need to go about our business. And that's why this has been such a special group is because they do prepare the right way. It's, we've had a lot of great teams, but this group really practices well. And we believe so much in that preparation that it, it gives you confidence. And this week has been no different. Zula Sentinel head coach Dane Oliver joining us. He's the head coach of the top seed heading into the quarterfinals of the Class AA playoffs around the state of Montana this week. Coach, we, we broke down Great Falls High's offense, some of the uh, challenges they present. Defensively, though, what does Great Falls bring? And I also want to ask you about your guys' running game because I think the fact that it's been driven so much by one of your two quarterbacks, Camden Sermon, is an intriguing factor as well. So how important is it having a quarterback that is able to get loose and, and move the chains for you? But also, how does that match up with what Great Falls High does on defense? Yeah, as, as multiple as they are on offense, I'd say they're, they're they've pretty simplistic on defense, and that allows their kids to just play fast. It allows their front to get after the quarterback. You know, same that same young man I talked about on the offensive line, he plays on the D line, and and so they can rush the passer. Um, so I just see a group that likes to play downhill. Uh, number one is a heck of a receiver into cornerback, and he seems to get his hands on the ball as an interception once a game, and. Uh, so I, I just I see a group that likes the physical physical nature of football, and so that that I think might uh, maybe present a challenge for us. Like, hey, these guys are gonna they're gonna push back a little bit early, and and try to sustain that throughout the game. So we've been trying to prepare for that as a as an as an offense. And you know, anytime you can run the quarterback, I mean, if you just look at the evolution of football, 
it's it's now an eleven on eleven game. When when you're under center and the quarterback's not a threat to run, you're playing one man down. So <clears throat> that is it's just a numbers game essentially. And Camden Sermon is a heck of a, a dual threat quarterback and so he adds that package which you know, you look at Kyler Murray, you look at Russell Wilson, that's what gives defensive coordinators nightmares is when the quarterback can run the ball uh, and be a dual threat. So it's, it's nice to be multiple and, um, and we can do other things with Dayton as well. Who's who, who maybe not be as, as dynamic of a runner, but he does it through the RPO passing game. So um, it's fun to coach, coach all these kids there because they're so uh, intellectual and cerebral in their approach to football. Coach, you talked even in this interview, but uh, throughout the course of the season about you know the preparation in practice and how impressed you've been with your team to not sort of rest on their laurels and, and the victories that they've had, but continue to try and get better and, and bring you know some of that intensity and some of that edge each day uh, in practice. But especially at this point in the season, I understand like you you think you know it's going to even ratchet up another notch because it's the playoff. But when you when you've beat teams like three hundred and fifty to thirty. Over the course of the season, it would seem like it would still be, it could be hard to sit here and go anything other than, oh, yeah, we're going to win and it ain't going to be a problem. How do you make sure that there isn't any sort of, uh, uh, you know, lethargy that sneaks in there? Well, it's a challenge, but, um, you know, it's, it's a, an attention to detail approach. And, and that's not just on practice, it's, it's, how coach spring handles them in the weight room. It's how they approach their lives in the classroom and then how they, how they handle things on the football field. So it's, it's just it, honestly with, with this generation of kids, it's a, it's a lot of film use, like we'll, we'll film practice and in the you know, film doesn't lie. Like guys, they can see that they're not performing up to, to our standard. And so when you show them that it, it, it can wake them up. It's a very visual generation right? They're on their phones a lot. So we try to meet them uh, using that medium to, to get them to lock in. And this group, like I've said over and over responds to that. And it comes with great leadership uh, from our captains and, and it trickles down to everybody, but it's, you know, as a, even as a, a coach too, we, we have a staff that, that reminds each other about this and football done it long enough. You know, it can be a very humbling game and, and, you know, you can go from the top to the bottom real quick. So we understand that if we do not perform and continue to get better, I mean, one of these teams are going to come in and knock us off. And that's very, and Great Falls High is very capable of that. Well, Coach, we, we appreciate you being here once again. Congratulations on an uh, exemplary season and wish you the best here uh, in, the, uh, in the first round of the playoffs and obviously hopefully going forward for you after that as well. well I appreciate it, guys, and uh, Coach Spartans. There you go, Dane Oliver, head coach of the uh, Sentinel Spartan football team. Again, Great Falls High, the opponent tonight uh, in Missoula County Stadium. There's no doubt there's added pressure, and I think the pressure is probably at its highest when you are favored, right? The pressure in the postseason is always high, and then and then when you're expected to do it. That is countered to me by this. They're just better than everybody by so very much. Like, I mean, it, it, the reality feels like they could go out there and play a C-minus game by their standards and win by three touchdowns. You know, it, it, they, they just have, when you're just that much better, you're just not going to, not to say they're not going to lose. There's, gonna, there's good teams down the line, but it's like the pressure isn't going to be the tipping point 
You know what I mean? Like some some something really really unforeseen would have to happen, uh, particularly for tonight in the, you know in this game where Great Falls High has had a nice season, but they're you know they're just not in the class of the Sentinel Spartans. I mean, there's there's no available. Well, let's see. The, I guess there is an available stat here. I was going to say there's no available stats for offensive fumbles. Uh, according to Max Preps, but there is, in fact. So that? good job by the Sentinel coaching staff for getting this in here. But to your point, the only way Sentinel could lose a game is if they just had an array of turnovers. Yeah. They've turned the ball over twice this year. Twice. One pick, one fumble. That's it. Yeah. And their level of efficiency is astounding. They've only thrown 143 passes this year to average 49 points per game. Think yeah. of that. I mean, they're, they're at, they're, they're, they're two quarterbacks, Dayton Bay and, and Cameron Sermon, have completed 77% of their passes so far this year. They aver- they're averaging averaging 17.5 yards per completion. But then you talk about the run game. They average 7.7 7 yards per carry. They get a first down every time they run a play. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, the, the thing, too, like the recipe here would be for Great Falls, right? You obviously have to to stay close early and if you can find a way to get a lead of any sort and and slow the game down and limit the number of possessions and like you said get takeaways and you try and get into halftime where all of a sudden this is a very real football game and try and let that pressure really build on the shoulders of a team that has such high expectations both on it and for itself the thing is though is you know, it, it does feel like even if you can do that, which would be a feat unto itself, and really, <laughs> oddly enough, only Big Sky is the team that the only the only team that was able to even sort of do that down fourteen <laughs> nothing at halftime, and they still lost fifty two to seven. They, 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 and they, it was three touchdowns in the first whatever you know ten minutes of the second half, and it, it was over. So, uh, you know, if you can do that, then that's that's the first very very big step. But even with that, you have to hope that Sentinel doesn't respond, and this just doesn't feel like a team that isn't going to respond. You know, even if it's in, a, you know, a, a pressure-packed moment. So we'll uh, obviously keep you up to date on what happens, not just in this game, but around the state, uh, both uh, tonight and uh, over the course of the weekend as well. And uh, come Monday, we will have a full review of all that transpired in the uh, football playoffs around the state. Here's this is the most ridiculous stat I could pull out for you, okay. for Sentinel. Let's hear it. They have scored 344 points this year. That's right. They have run 353 offensive plays. So a point per play almost. How? <laughs> that's pretty remarkable. I mean, that's that just, is, that, that, is, that is, that's, that's hard to wrap your that mind That is crazy. Uh, this has been our Garden City Spotlight. It is brought to us by Dr. Gene Morris oral sur- at Oral Surgical Associates. And I would like to thank Dr. Morris because, man, it's nice to look at you now. You know, for a long time, mm, eh, questionable. You had, well, not a tooth in your head. And now you do, thanks to Dr. Morris. Yeah, man. Dr. Morris loves football. Big big Wyoming Cowboy guy. Okay. Big, big Madison, uh, Wisconsin. Loves the badges. Love that. He went to, he, got, he, got, he actually went to uh, school at, in Madison for a brief moment in time. Did his uh, surgical internship at the medical school in, was, in Milwaukee. So, uh, pretty prestigious education. But he's absolutely the best oral surgeon, most experienced oral surgeon in the entire state of Montana. He's been doing it for over three decades. And he fixed me up good, man. This implant is solid. If you never knew, you'd never know which one my which one of my teeth used to be missing. 
And if you have an emergency like that, a sports-related yeah. one or otherwise, he's the guy you need to call. If you have any sort of just maintenance you need to do, you need an implant, your bridge fell out, you need a new crown, he's the guy to call. And probably the most prevalent thing that a lot of our listeners need, wisdom teeth. So go see Dr. Morris if you need your wisdom teeth out. You can't just be going to the normal dentist. I'm telling you, it's way more efficient. He's going to be way more gentle with you. You're going to heal up way faster. Dr. Morris, Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates. Give him a call today, 282-8768, or go visit him. They're located right there on the corner of Broadway and Higgins, right next to the roundabout, Oral Surgical Associates in Missoula. Check who doesn't know sports next. What are your business challenges for 2021? Supporting an increased remote workforce? Securing and managing your expanding corporate network? Communicating with your customers, employees, and partners? Whatever your challenges and priorities for 2021, Blackfoot Communications knows it all starts with a plan. We are here to help you assess, design, implement, and support your most critical technology infrastructure initiatives. Call Blackfoot at 866-541-5000 or email business at blackfoot.com to learn how we can set you up for success in 2021 and beyond. Blackfoot, connect to more. It's Friday. Feels like we should have some fun to round out this week, right? I mean, for crying out loud. It's Tutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. At Gus Tutel, at 1029 ESPN, at Skyline Sports MT. Those are your relevant Twitter handles. You can also watch on YouTube, and you know, why wouldn't you? Boys and girls, it's Friday. We're going to have some fun because Carolyn is here, the chick who doesn't know sports, brought to us by the Iron Grizz. Hello, Carolyn. How are you? What up? I mean... <laughs> I don't know. There's I don't know nothing what happening up. in the world right now. So. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, nothing to talk about whatsoever. Uh, great to see you. Nice to have you in. I know exactly what you want to talk about. So I'm not going to I'm not going to sit here and like pretend like it ain't what it is. It's fine. You can talk about yourself. Uh, I can. You got a callback you or know, whatever. Now, we talked about we a callback, about it. but we this did. is a whole new thing. You're doing more hits on Yellowstone. Listen, I can't help. They want what they want, right? <laughs> so, uh, is I, this like a conflict of content now that Kevin Costner has a new like blockbuster movie coming out? Comes out tonight, as a matter of fact. Wow, it seems like he's. Uh, how do you say it? Transitioning into the Western theme is what he's doing. Well, that's not transition. His most famous movie is Dances with Wolves. Well, that's that's true. <laughs> Thirty years ago, uh, but, but but it just seems like if you're going to put out this hit series, aren't you? Uh, what's the saying? Cast? Staying, Tight you're cast? stealing from Peter to pay Paul because no. you're you're no. No, no actors. You're gonna get gonna, more people because more people are gonna go. Cause yeah, like I'm gonna watch yeah, Yellowstone. Yeah. So I'm gonna go watch the movie. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You? you know anything? <laughs> Can people even go to movies? <laughs> Can people even go Actually, to movies? I, I don't think this is a okay, theater. So this is like, this a, is like a Netflix, isn't it, or something? How much does it cost when it comes out? Because uh, don't you have to pay a pay-per-view thing? No, yeah. no, no. No, it's a movie movie. It comes out. I don't know if it's streaming or if they're... I, I'm assuming it's going to be streaming. going to go I'll to a ta- service I'll ask Kevin tomorrow. <laughs> but aren't they like... <laughs> aren't, they, aren't they selling... The movies in addition to your Netflix subscription so or something? So there are some it's of... Like, or like, yeah, you order it on Amazon. It's like buying the movie, right? Yeah. yeah. How much does it cost? Well, when we bought Sonic the Hedgehog back in April, it was like $30. Well, 
Wow. But if we had all gone to Sonic the Hedgehog, it would have been like $100. But you bought it or did you rent it? We bought it because my kids. See, that's the difference. Like you normally you would rent it for like seven bucks and you would have it for like 48 hours. Right. Oh, yeah. Everything is expensive now, bro. No, 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 no. I rented I rented Frozen 2 for like seven (laughs) dollars. Well, for two days and we watched it. How, but, but it, was, was it probably total, wasn't pre-release But that was stuff, when though, right? the movie theaters were closed. That was when it was already out. On video. Like, yeah, it was out. But now they're charging more because they're making it seem like it's yeah, a movie. I think it's like 20 bucks. Theater. Yeah, I mean. Which is still is. probably cheaper than yeah. going to the movies with your kids, right? Totally. Because you got to sneak in all the food. and <laughs> Sneak in all the food. Are you thing. a popcorn guy when you go to the movie? You know, I like I like a little bit. Here's the thing. Um th- I like to have a, a like just just hit the popcorn and then just a couple swigs of of pop, but the small of both is the triple extra large in the rest of the world. Right, and the pop thing is crazy. And oh, it's it's like seventy five ounces. Now pop. I don't mind saying this because the statute of limitations here uh, is you know I'm innocent now, but uh, once upon a day when I was in college. Uh, we were poor, and my friend and I theme of your life went to the movie theater. Okay, bought one movie ticket. Mm. I went to the back of the mm-hmm. barn. He opened up the exit door. That's like the one way mm-hmm. door. We went in, found in the garbage a. You know, if you buy the larges, you get a free refill because they assume nobody's going to be able to actually work through this giant tub and keg of pop and popcorn. Oh, yeah. Found them. Rinsed them. Took them up there. Got got refills, uh, quote, refills on popcorn and pop. Went to the movie. Walked out. Went to the next theater. Went to the next movie down the hallway. So we got... Popcorn pop and two movies for the price of one movie ticket. That's, I think, $3,000 worth of product. <laughs> I'm not even going to be mad at that because they they charge way too much for they, everything. They so do. I'm fine with this. The, the way you do it is not the popcorn tub. It's the popcorn bag. And when someone rolls up the top of it and then they throw it away, you mm, just take just it, open it up it and pour it out, go get a refill. No, but can you refill the, can you <laughs> refill the smaller pop. ones? I thought you could only well, refill well, the big one. Remember At least what? back in the day, I haven't been to a movie. I've been to a movie theater, count them up, two times since I had children. Really? Twice in my Wait life. Until you introduce your son to the popcorn. Oh, oh. Talk about spiking the price. <laughs> You're going to be like, oh, this $50 on the unlimited refill. Actually, we lost money. That kid starts eating popcorn. Remember when the Wilma had movies? Oh. I, I remember when the Wilma had, do you remember when the cheap theater was in the cheap theater oh, yeah. down there on the corner, yeah, two, the bucks two bucks to go? Oh, that, that was the, that was a game changer. Remember right when there. they redid the Star Wars? They like remastered them? Uh, no. And they showed them at the Wilma? I don't remember. Well, I remember I went with my dad and we went to the Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi back to back and my dad ate seven of the popcorn <laughs> tubs. I've never seen anything <laughs> like Just it. Just going off. Just going off. Nasty. Okay, Carolyn, welcome. What else you got? <laughs> do you have anything? Yeah, I do. Okay, go ahead. Lamar Odom <laughs> has called off his engagement. Who was he engaged to this time? Sabrina Parr. Who's she? Some... Instagram. How's Lamar Odom doing? Not well. Well, it was it was going as about as bad as it could be going the last we heard from Lamar Odom. She actually called out the engagement because he has too many demons he needs to work out. So well, I bet he does. Back on the sauce. 
What else you got, Carolyn? Morrow's my favorite basketball player ever. I find it very sad that Lamar Odom is so uh, out on his luck. What else you got? Patrick. Oh, God. Hold on. Patrick Mahone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the highest paid athlete in the history of sports. I'm just, Best player in the NFL. Super Bowl MVP. Patrick Mahomes is his name. Mahomes. Yep. His um, uh, pieces from his cards that are rare yeah. sold for $7.5 million. Okay. Pieces from his cards? It says... What does that even A collection mean? of Patrick Mahomes cards is up for sale. Hmm. So I'd buy his pieces of his jersey, his signature, stuff like that. Just okay. like that right here. But it's a bunch of cards. It's cards. Okay. Okay. They're on sale for $7.5 Well, so we're hoping this one here gets gets up there someday. Who is that? Mike Trout. He's the Patrick Mahomes of baseball. That's a piece of his jersey. Wow. Yeah. How much did you pay for that? I didn't. I ripped it out of a pack. The box was about 160 bucks, but the card itself is worth more than that, so worth it. Hmm. Uh, you know... All I know is that the Patrick Mahomes stuff, and okay, I mean, maybe there's maybe if you got enough cards or whatever, you can get there on the seven point five million. I find it somewhat egregious, but uh, the thing that I am uh, stunned at is that I could get all five Chicago Bull championship rings for two hundred and fifty thousand dollars or whatever, which sounds like just face value for the jewelry. That's why I didn't understand. I was literally going to bring that up. Thank you. You're welcome. Literally going to bring that up. I get it. Mm. Good, um, good use, accurate use of the word literally. Coulter could take some notes. Seriously. Seriously. Literally. literally. <laughs> um, I don't understand this. No, this there's phenomenon. nothing. There's nothing to know. Okay. There's nothing to know. This is good. What stuff. do you mean you don't understand it? I can't understand how five Chicago Bulls six. rings, six oh, Chicago okay. Bulls rings, like that. You don't understand the dichotomy. Would sell for less than Patrick right. Mahomes. Not less. Like 2%, according right. to the numbers you're giving right. me. Not two, but you know what I'm saying. Oh, you're busting out the math today. Yeah, it's like 6%. I've been doing a lot of math recently. I was going to say, wish, wish like Georgia and Nevada could do some math. <laughs> they're not, they're, is that their problem? They got them all counted. They just can't they're do like, the addition. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so the, the Las Vegas Raiders... Yes. Have violated uh, several COVID-19 protocols. Shocking. And the NFL is pretty PO'd. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, they obviously don't know what happens in Vegas. should stay in Vegas. <laughs> it should. And also that <laughs> John Gruden gives less of a care than any person in pro sports, perhaps. One of the things they did wrong, unauthorized guests in the locker room. Ooh. Like, like who? It doesn't say, but I have guesses. I'll bet you do. Mm-hmm. Save the guesses. So as I was doing my research this morning, it turns out a lot of NFL teams are having some COVID issues. That they, they certainly are. So I guess my question is, why didn't they do a bubble? It's not that feasible because the NBA, how many people are involved in the entire NBA totally. bubble? Less than 1,000? Because there's only 400 players in the NBA. There's only 12 active guys on each team. And there's only three or four coaches. The NFL, there's 53 active guys on each team. There's... 12 coaches. Oh, you'd, you'd, you'd but then there's also 20 plus trainers and all these other things. It's so much more, so space. many more people. And, you know, just literally a football field in size compared to a basketball court is so much bigger and you'd need multiple ones. Uh, I mean, seriously, probably six, eight, ten. But the, I think the bigger issue is, uh, you know, playing in the NBA bubble. I mean, if you were there all the way to the end, like the Lakers and the Heat, is like, 
80 something or even almost 90 days. Yeah. That's a very long time to be in, in, you know, in bubble arrest, if I can put it like that. No chance even in basketball that's happening for a regular season. And certainly not in football. Our guy's going to be like, okay, yeah, we're just going to go to this place and sit here for, you know, 18, 17, 18 weeks and then get into the playoffs and see how far we can go like that. That's not going to happen. So I think, I mean, it's just not feasible, both from a facility standpoint and then just from like an actual standpoint, I think. Hmm. All right. Sounds a little high maintenance to me. I mean, hmm. NBA did it. They're but. not the ones in the white fur. But coat. the NBA only did it because their season was already like Over. three quarters of the yeah. way done. I mean, they played eight over. regular season games in the bubble and then went right into I wouldn't the be surprised if this thing keeps getting worse if they explore some sort of bubble scenario for the playoffs. Yes. But the NFL season's seventeen weeks long, I'd, and then you add playoffs on top of it. I just, I just don't think any guy would agree to living in a bubble for eight months. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, they did it in biodome or whatever that amazing. They did do it in biodome, and now that you say it, everything that I said is just completely turned on its head. Great, great. I argument. really like to play devil's advocate and. Here I am. Can I say one thing real quick? Okay. Last night I was watching um, the news coverage of the election. Okay. Day three. Okay. And which entertainment channel were you choosing? Mm. NBC News. Mm. That's a good ones. Thank you. I wasn't watching E News for election coverage. Okay. I was actually making a joke about how all of the cable news networks are just like E! News. It's just a matter of which side you're crying about. They actually are E! News. Well, anyway, they were all very busy, you know, telling things. And and you could hear one of the people while one of the reporters is reporting, clicking away on a computer. And I figured that that must be what it sounds like when people listen to this segment. What? He didn't even bring his computer. I know, today. And we just hear him breathing. Ugh. (laughs) So loud. <laughs> I wish you'd stop. I'm just kidding. The finite nature of my participation in this program grows or shrinks, I should say, each day. The Chick Who Doesn't Know Sports brought to us by the Iron Grizz, where I had a very nice lunch yesterday. Nice. What'd you order? You know, here's the thing. They do uh, great uh, 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 sort of Southern Cajun yeah, deal. That's their tilt, even though they're like an American bistro, right? Well, Chef Jesse he remakes the menu, you know, yes. once or twice a year. And uh, the uh, the person I was with got shrimp and grits, and I must say, when it showed up, I sort of regretted my choice in a certain way because mm. it looked like the real the real deal. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I'm just this for all my all my people who are like me out there. Such sneaky good burgers at mm-hmm, the Iron mm-hmm. Grizz. So yeah, I got like a we'll go bacon tonight. jalapeno you burger. You should go there tonight. They have a bunch of good wine. You'd love it. They it, also have that. Um, you had something good thing. last time. Yeah. We that's right. They got the outside, like little mm, heated igloo kind of thing. That. Yeah. So you got something good there last time. I know, we went. I can't remember what it was. It was like a delicious hamburger, I think. Probably. Or I sandwich. I love a cheeseburger. Anyway, the, the, the burgers are, everything's really tasty over there, but the burger was great. So I'm very happy to have had it. And I appreciate them for letting Carolyn come up here and share all of her knowledge with us as she does each and every Friday. Thank you, Carolyn. We take a break. On the other side, we wrap up the weekend with a look ahead to the sports weekend on ESPN Radio next. 
Coulter, obviously, if people are traveling, you got to have them stay somewhere else, not with you. That's true even when COVID isn't going on, and especially now. So you send them out to the Wingate. We know that. That's obvious. What you might not know is about all the meeting space they have out there, convention space, and even personal office space because God knows I can't stand being with you any much longer. I'm going out there. I'm going to lock up my own personal office at the Wingate. You can do the same thing. If you need a business space, whether it's for yourself personally or or you're just tired of doing Zoom meetings, you just want to see other humans, but you want to be socially distanced, the Wingate has great business meeting rooms. You can space out. They have all the hookups and technology you're going to need for any sort of meeting or presentation. Or if you're like Ryan, you just want to have a place where you can work in peace and quiet, the Wingate Inn, also a great option for those that live and work around Western Montana and the city of Missoula. If you have anybody coming through town or you want to get your kids out of the house, Wingate also has awesome rooms, great business rates. The pool is back open. They've done a great job of making sure that's going to be safe for you and your family. The Wingate Inn, located in Missoula, it's an excellent option for business travelers, local business people, or anybody coming through the city of Missoula. Let the Wingate Inn make you feel at home even when you're not. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas. 102.9 ESPN Radio. Happy Friday to you. Hope you're uh, excited for a great weekend. Got some football going on. In fact, there's football being played right now, but uh, football all weekend long. The Pac-12 opens its season, although already two games of that slate have been canceled. Uh, not to throw you know water on all the excitement and everything like that. That's where we're at. But uh, let's take a look what we got for you this weekend on ESPN Radio. By the way, Tutel Nuwana is here. All of you out there, we think you're great and we like you. Okay? So there you go. That's two. Uh, if you uh, missed anything in the show, you can listen on the podcast. The Tutel Nuanas podcast is available wherever you get your podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, listen at your leisure. We appreciate that. All the podcast listeners out there, what's up? What's up? Podcast brought to us by Blackfoot Communications. Update right now. The U, 5-1 Miami Hurricanes. They are the number 11 team in the nation. Taking on the 4-2 and two and solid North Carolina State Wolfpack. ESPN Television. We're only five minutes into this game. It's already 7-7. Got a couple scores early on in this thing, but uh, very early in that football game. On ESPN Radio tomorrow, 9.30 a.m. pregame. Kickoff at 10. West Virginia at Texas. The Longhorns been squeaking out a couple victories, trying to keep their heads above water, so to speak. West Virginia coming into uh, Austin to take on Texas. How about this? Dana Holgerson was the head coach of West Virginia, mm-hmm. left West Virginia to take Houston, stepped down out of the, quote, Power Five to go to this Houston team that was like the number six team in the nation with Eddie O, namely, but also Tom Herman, who is now... The head Texas. coach of Texas. So, uh, you know, all the, sh- the puzzle pieces get shifted around there. Uh, 4.30 tomorrow afternoon, pregame show, Texas A&M, South Carolina. You got any idea what Texas A&M is ranked right now? Tell me. Seven. Hmm. They're five and one, uh, four and one, excuse me, four and one. They lost week two to Alabama, but then bounced back and beat number then number four, Florida, in the uh, third week of the football season. USC, by the way, South Carolina. They are uh, two and three. The Gamecocks are so uh, this game, uh, you know, get a little bit of get a little bit of uh, 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 SEC action between A and M and South Carolina. So tell me this, yeah. <clears throat> I know this is a uh, 
unorthodox season to say the least. Sure. But is any result in in full of this season, like when the season's over, is mm-hmm. any coach going to be on the hot seat? Because like if this was a normal season and South Carolina started two and three, Will, Will Muschamp would be under the gun right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Because they pay, they're paying him a lot of money. I mean, South Carolina, it's they're not Alabama and LSU and Florida and Georgia, but they should be better than everybody else. At least considering what they invest in football and what Will Muschamp's supposed to be there, I think it's a great question, man. I, I let's put it like this: I think I think the seats are going to be just across the board a lot cooler than they would ordinarily have been. Right. Um, I, I think unless, unless there's a coach that uh, the only reason he's keeping his job is because of the results. Do you know what I right. mean? Right. Yeah. Like yeah. if there's a coach that is has a uh, there's animosity between him and the administration, yeah. but they keep him because he wins. I think that guy could actually be shown the door more quickly right. than anybody else. But I think that that's a very rare situation compared to what the other, you know, just results based. The one thing I think be. is, um, first of all, uh, uh, Mississippi State, I believe, is the first and only team that has hired during this season. And I fail; it fails me now who, who it is. I think that coaches have an opportunity here to um, – Try and do the thing that it feels like to me in general they preach, which is, you know, make lemon out of like make lemonade out of lemons, right? Is mm-hmm. to go out there and not make excuses, is to find a way and to go get it done. The, you know, I don't know, like Lincoln Riley, right? They lose two of their first three in Oklahoma. Now, Lincoln Riley is the furthest thing from a hot seat. I'm not saying anything like that. But what, what I am saying is, you know, if you go into this season and all of a sudden you're losing games that you shouldn't be losing, it's pretty easy. And Lee, I'm not saying he's saying this, but for every for apologists of these coaches and programs to go, well, it's COVID this, it's un, you know unbalanced schedule. And, and that's true. But I also think that you just got to find a way to try and make it fun, to keep carrying forward, and to, to keep uh, going on. Listen, the 49ers last night, they're not winning that football game, man, and it's nobody's fault. It's nobody's fault. They don't have the players to win that football game against a mostly manned up Green Bay team, period. Okay? In college football, I think it's a lot more even. And I think you're seeing – I think this is exposing some coaches more than I would have guessed. But I also think the effect of that is less than it would otherwise have been. And I think basically – you're right. I think most coaches are going to be granted a pass here. Remember when Mississippi State beat LSU in the first week of the season in Mike Leach's debut? Mm-hmm. Do you remember when I said that they would never have an offensive outing like that again this season? Yep. Do you remember when I said they'd fall flat on their face thereafter? Yeah. They've scored 28 points since then in four games. They're uh-huh. one and four. They've been outscored 130 to four, to 28. And, and LSU ain't exactly ringing the bell. They are not. In fact, it's not as – and you could give Mississippi State a little bit of a pass if they are in the SEC. And their last two losses have been to two of the seven best teams in the sure. country, Alabama and Texas A&M. But they also lost 24-2 to to Kentucky, zero offensive touchdowns, and they also lost to Arkansas. And Arkansas, that's unacceptable considering where Arkansas is at as a program. Mm-hmm. I mean, they – Arkansas is above who in the SEC? Vanderbilt, maybe. Like, that's it. Arkansas is a train wreck. You know, I know what you think about Mike Leach, and that's fine, but, like, they just hired him. He's got, you know, you got to give a guy a little bit of time. I mean, how's Mississippi doing? How's Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin? I I just think both those guys are so overrated, man. Well, I mean, yeah, okay. 
No, 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 certainly no. Well, here's the thing. Lane, Lane, Kiffin, Lane Kiffin can coach. I mean, he knows football. He knows what he's doing. But he's he just, just got so, so much so, baggage. Exactly. He's just got, yeah, I mean, I don't know how. I don't uh, know how Ole a guy like Lane Ole, Ole Miss is looking. two and four. Their wins are a 42-41 win over Kentucky and a 54-21 win over Vanderbilt. They have lopsided losses to Florida, Alabama, Arkansas, and Auburn. Can't wait for the Egg Bowl. Fire it up. Let's go. By the way, uh, to round out the weekend, the Seattle Seahawks, of course, right here, ESPN Radio, Sunday morning, 9 a.m. pregame show, 11 a.m. kickoff from Buffalo, New York, against the uh, Buffalo Bills. Who's the lead singer of the Eagles? Don Henley. Is that right? Plays the drums. Glenn Fry is also sometimes the lead singer. I'm not into the Eagles, man. (laughs) I ride with the dude. Boys and girls, have a wonderful, wonderful weekend. Be well, be safe. We'll see you on Monday to tell Nuanas ESPN Radio. Coulter Nuanas from ESPN Missoula. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now. If you visit msubookstore.org, free regalia. When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.